So, Curtis, I hear, like most days, you're upset with me about something. I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, maybe you'll tell me since the two of us are sitting alone in the studio together. Yes, uh, normally then you say, where the news never stops. Well, the news involving me yesterday certainly stopped in the 5 o'clock uh, news hour that I, relig- I listened to religiously with my cats. Uh, Nancy said, ah, turn that off. She does? Yes, because wow. I already know what he's going to talk about. Jersey City. Right. Israel. Yeah. Floods. Right. And that's it. She wants cat stories the entire hour. No. Oh. No, she said, he's not going to talk about the demonstration you led yesterday against the tents and the migrants in Floyd Benefield. I said, yes, he will. Yeah. It's one of the lead stories. I can't imagine, especially since the night before, I was the first guest up in the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosme and their contributors, and I made the wraparound of Bob Brown. Remember, no sound, Bob Brown? Sure. Uh, I made his wraparound of the cut of the day. Now, the latest from the 77 WABC Newsroom. There's community pressure to move some 2,000 migrants from flood-prone Floyd Bennett Field after a storm forced migrants to seek shelter out of Brooklyn school, leaving students out in the street, forcing them to spend the day online. 77 WC's Curtis Sliwa on the Cats and Cosby program. What the heck is going on? Uh, John and Rita, it's called Flood Bennett Field. Flood, F-L-O-O-D, because we are in a flood plain, and every time it rains, I just heard Bob Brown talk about it could be heavy rains. Uh, you cannot keep people in the tents that they put up in Floyd Bennett Field for now 2,000 migrants. Uh, they're going to have to take these tents down. They're going to have to move the migrants. So today we had a rally of the people in Brooklyn. Uh, who are opposed to the tents and the migrants in Floyd Benefield, and we suggested they move the migrants to Park Slope. There's an armory there on 8th Avenue and 15th Street where all the socialists uh, are, all the elected officials. Why don't they have them in their neighborhood? Why don't they have them in their backyard? And the migrants will be safe in the in the army. Well, they're going to be safer, safer in the armory than displacing our uh, high school kids uh, from Madison High School. Exactly. And you know, every time there's bad weather, they're going to be moving 2,000 migrants. If it's Madison High School last week, it'll be Midwood High School the next week. Uh, there's no plan here. There's no plan when it comes to the migrants. Nobody wants them in the tents. Not even legal aid. Not even the Coalition for the Homeless. It's the first time I have been in agreement with all these groups. Look at that. Yeah. That was extensive coverage. That was. Last night. I salute Bob. I got to have Audio Brown. Mm-hmm. He is my number one favorite go-to guy in the news department. That's what I hear. You, news director, Noam Laden, uh, Persona Non Grata, and the Hillbilly News guy who's actually out on the Passaic River as it's cresting today, <laughs> James Flippin, uh, doing uh, hillbilly hand fishing, if you can imagine that. Well, it's a good day to do it. Eh? Right outside of Patterson. Yeah, right? it doesn't get any better. Oh, my God. No, no, you guys have been knocked down a few pegs. Well, you know what? When I came in to do the news hour this morning, Curtis, you know, I have to pick the big stories of the day. Of course, you had the the Houthis. Yeah. Uh, they were being attacked. We're going to uh, cover that. Darius now. Rucker, you know, the whole right, works. Right, right. They were all being attacked. Then you had the um, flooding in uh, Passaic County. Understood. Out on Long Island, Understood. you had the flooding right, right, right. Fire Island. Right. Um, this is very intense. Well, 
naturally you had to mention Fire Island, Cherry Grove. I yeah, understand. of course. Yeah, I okay. hang out there all the time. Okay, right. Then you had um, uh, the Israel, as Nancy points out. I always like to talk about Israel. Of course, of Israel, course. Israel your in the right. lawyers uh, in the Hog, the Hague, yeah. talking about um, this uh, the idea that they're involved in genocide, pushing back against that. Right. Then I had just a slew of stories about the mayor. You know how much I like talking about Mayor Adams. Uh, all he's cutting back. You know these cuts he made. Now he's not going to make these cuts. So the Department of Sanitation going to put those trash cans out. Rat sightings are down. Uh, no, the rats had, are doing a great job. Hour. You had a full. Yes. Hour. Well, I'm not done yet. I had so many stories. No, no, it's quite. So right. when I line them up, I decide the importance of the stories. And when I saw your story, I said, wait a minute, this is kind of oldy and moldy no. because it's from 5 o'clock no. yesterday. No, let me give you breaking news right now. Breaking news, no, Laden. Breaking news, WABC. Yes. So we're expecting bad weather next week, right? That's right. And the week after. Yes, it's wintertime. The next high school that will become a depository for the migrants in Floyd Bennett Field, according to... Uh, hmm. Uh, my rats in the DOE, Department of Education, dumbest organization ever, will be Lafayette High School in Brooklyn. Really? See, I'm breaking that on the Rip and Read. Lafayette High School. I'll be talking about it more here on the Rip and Read. When, where, why, how. You huh. see, that, that that's what good news is. That's breaking Cutting news. Cutting edge. Now, see, if I was starting the 5 o'clock hour now, I would lead with that story. And what That's not oldie moldy. With Sid Rosenberg this morning, I'm on Monday through Friday, 7.05. The fact that Coney Island Hospital has become the emergency ward for people with tuberculosis. 25 right. cases. Active tuberculosis. Gee whiz, we almost didn't have any tuberculosis before a year ago. Now the municipal hospital system is overwhelmed. And Coney Island Hospital, hmm, not too far away from Floyd Bennett Field, has 25 cases of patients with active tuberculosis that is contagious. It'll take them about nine months to a year to get over it. So you see Gnome Lady back-to-back, belly-to-belly. Yeah, those are breaking stories. Uh, that's why... Unlike you, that rally, that oldie-moldie rally oh, you held wait, yesterday. Wait, I want you to be listening to the entire Rip and Read. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is the Riff and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riff and Read.
What a great song by Neil Young. Rocking in the free world. But we've lost some of our freedoms here in the good old U.S. of A., especially here in New York City, where Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has ordered the NYPD at Police Plaza to shadow me every time I lead a demonstration by bringing out the freaking drone. Mr. Drone, I call him. He hovers over my head. I actually point up at the drone, which is guided by a undercover police officer in an SUV. Like, I wouldn't know. Uh, it was tethered yesterday because the demonstration I led that you just heard Bob Brown speak about in that wraparound as I had a discipline Norm Layden for leaving it out of his newscast was uh, right on Flatbush Avenue and Avenue U in front of Kings Plaza. As I was talking about how it was time to pull down the tents and move the migrants out of Flood Bennett Field, Flood Bennett Field. And even my adversaries on this issue, uh, those that have gone to court before to battle with the Adams administration over the rights of uh, migrants, non-citizens, illegal aliens, the Coalition for the Homeless, who say that every illegal alien has the right to shelter, Legal aid that says they have all the rights of a tax-paying, sworn-in American citizen, whether it's first-generation or tenth-generation. We disagree on all of that. But we now agree that the tents should come down, that the migrants need to be moved out. It's a floodplain. It's dangerous for the migrants, and it's dangerous in the neighborhood because the illegals are now going and shoplifting, Uh, They are in Kings Plaza. They're going door to door. They're going in people's backyards. They're trying doors on cars to see if they're open. It's only going to get worse as springtime comes. So yesterday, this is a demonstration of people that were coming from Bergen Beach, Mill Basin, Marine Park, that area in Brooklyn that surrounds Floyd Field, and some people from across the Gil Hodges Bridge in the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways and Breezy Point. These are people who support the police. But Eric Adams, and I know this because enough of the police brass there told me, personally said, I want 200 cops assigned to this demonstration. Even though I said, hey, nobody's getting arrested. 200 cops, many of them from the elite strategic response group, which replaced the tactical patrol force when they showed up in the old days with hats and bats. You knew they meant business. You look on the uniform and it says SRG. About a third of them were from SRG out of the 200 cops. And then, of course, Mr. Drone showed up tethered because the wind was so strong. But it still went up because wherever I went, the drone went. I wouldn't be comfortable unless Eric Adams had sent the drone. Need a drone there? Hi, Eric Adams. Hello. Now, you would think that he'd be using it for the Hamas demonstrators who cause problems, who hate the cops. We support the police. We support America. Yet he sends the drone. Hello, Eric. Why don't you come down here? Going to Floyd Bennett Field, actually see the mess that you created, huh? Oofa! And that drone was hovering right over my head. 
Now, the next time uh, Justin Ellick, executive producer for Sid Rosenberg, wonders why I'm spying on Eric Adams, why not? It's like the old Mad Magazine, right? Spy versus spy. Uh, I spy on him because I know he's up to no good. Uh, I want to be able to catch him. And he spies on me because really what he wants to do is intimidate the demonstrators who join me because they use photo recognition technology out of that drone. And it sifts through thousands, hundreds of thousands of pictures. Maybe you haven't paid your child support. Maybe you owe tickets. It's all meant as an intimidation. But it almost never gets used against the pro-Hamas anti-American demonstrators. Remember their favorite chant, from the river to the sea? From the river to the sea! And you almost never see the drones shadowing them. And you know those demonstrations have been going on. And they break all the rules. They almost never get arrested. They spit on the cops. They violate the cops' rights. And the cops have been told, stand back, by Eric Adams, who signed a consent decree that will discraziate so-called former cop. Yeah, house mouse who now has handcuffed his police because they cannot even block off demonstrators who are violating the law. Can't touch them. And then, as part of this uh, consent decree, he gave money to Black Lives Matter and Antifa for what they did in the summer of 2020. So it actually can become quite lucrative to attack the police and to break the laws. And then I noticed uh, yesterday that as soon as I left Justin Ellick, All 200 cops left, but they thanked me because they said, wow, we got an extra two hours overtime on this. Two hours overtime. They knew they were going to have problems. They were taking pictures with me. They were high-fiving the community that has always been pro-law enforcement in Bergen Beach, Mill Basin, Marine Park, and across the Gil Hodges Bridge in the Irish Riviera and Breezy Point. But little did I realize that they would be summoned A level three. Level three means that 10 cops from every precinct must immediately be dispatched. In this case, where the Hamas nutniks are. And now they've been joined by Houthi nutniks. So, as you heard at the top of the news hour, the United States and the U.K. finally retaliated against the Houthis in Yemen, who have been uh, firing rockets at ships going through uh, the Red Sea on their way to the Suez Canal. Finally. And immediately there was a pro Houthi contingent that flooded into Times Square. And this was the new chant combining the Houthis with Hamas. Imperialism is a crime. 
So Yemen to Palestine, imperialism is a crime. U.S., you can go to hell. You know, originally, I think most people, when they heard the Hooties, they thought uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. No. They were friends. Now they're foes. Probably, uh, again, they'll be friends in a different time. That's the way it is in the Middle East and Persian Gulf. Like Saddam Hussein, friend, foe, friend, foe. Like Muammar Gaddafi, friend, foe, friend, foe. Sucker gave up his nuclear weapons to Bush 43. And the next thing you know, some Libyan wearing a Yankee cap was sticking a 22 up his Hershey Highway. Boom! Pulling the trigger and sending him on the Paradise Express right on up to Allah's side. That's the way it is in the Middle East and the Persian Gulf. But I learned two things in the demonstration yesterday. From my meeting the day before with Bob Holden, the councilman from Maspeth, Middle Village, Glendale, and his great staff. That A, number one, RNYPD cops are not only handcuffed by Eric Adams, who signed that consent decree, but that every time they're dealing with any kind of demonstration, like ours, it was peaceful and never meant to be violent, or whether it's with the Houthis, Hamas supporters, terrorists, that there are always two lawyers assigned. They actually wear jackets, NYPD legal. So it's not a deputy inspector who gives them orders or a captain, lieutenant, or sergeant. They have to go running over to the two legal beagles from the NYPD to determine what, if anything, they can do. Can you imagine how impotent our police have been rendered that they have to first seek a green light from the legal attorneys from one police plaza before they can do anything? That exists nowhere else, only here in New York City. And that's because of Eric Adams signing that stupid consent decree. That's number one. I learned that from Robert Holden. The second thing I learned is, and I know many of you have heard this, there are two million individuals who are now on the international terrorist watch list. Two million since the attack on 9-11 and that watch list was set up by ICE which was set up in 2003, the federal law enforcement agency to protect all of us from terrorists and those who overstay their visas and really bad guys and gals, right? Two million. And yet, again, I learned this from Bob Holden. The NYPD is not permitted to communicate with ICE about anybody on that terror list. Two million. And is not able to hook in to the computer network of ICE. They can give you an update of who's been added, who's off the list, what is pertinent, what is not. Those are under the orders of former comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, in 2019 when, unfortunately, he was still mayor, taking a wrecking ball to the city that we love. And it's remained in effect with Eric Adams because Eric Adams is nothing more than de Blasio 2.0. So imagine this. You got all these demonstrators rolling through Times Square last night. This photo recognition technology that could be easily used from the drones to identify these demonstrators to see if any of them are on the international terror watch list. There's two million people on that list. Want to bet some of them are? But legal NYPD tells the police commissioner, Eddie Caban, and everyone else, you can't do that. 
So it's not Eddie Caban that runs the police department. It's not even Eric Adams, because Eric Adams said, the lawyers made me sign the consent decree. The lawyers, the lawyers, I knew when I signed it, it was the wrong thing to do. Well, schmuck and putz, you supposedly were a cop. And we know now all you did was uh, computer work in the records division of the transit police, taking uh, paperwork and putting it on floppy disks. And that you were a house mouse the rest of the way. Never an active cop. Never made a, a bust or a collar. If so, prove it. The person who has rendered the police department impotent, it was a one-two punch. First Bill de Blasio and now Eric Adams. And as Paul Harvey would say, now you know the rest of the story. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. yesterday outside of King's Plaza, which they oftentimes go into from Floyd Bennett Field, now renamed Flood Bennett Field. From the tents are 2,000, mostly women and children. Some of them have been shoplifting in King's Plaza. Some of them have just been hanging out. But they don't want to stay in tents on runway 19. No, no, no. And they say, what happened to my hotel motel holiday inn? Nah. Eric Adams keeps telling him, you got to go back, you got to go back, no matter what is happening. And yesterday, one of the citizens there from Marine Park, who was joining us in our protest against Adams continuing uh, the tents in the migrants housed at Floyd Bennett Field, said, why don't we take care of our own homeless people? Take care of the homeless people before the the illegal migrants. Take care of your homeless people first. They're sleeping in trains, in boxes on the sidewalks. Take care of them first. Exactly. But we don't. We don't, especially veterans. As you can see, Tunnel to Tower, its whole dedication this year is to take care of homeless veterans. But the city of New York, Ufa, your homeless veteran, get to the back of the line. You got to be an illegal alien. And then I put it all in perspective at a press conference. That Noam Laden, as you know, did not cover, but uh, Bob, give me the sound, Brown did. And special praise to uh, Scooter and her husband who run freedomnews.tv, freedomnews.tv. You should go to it as a source. All they do is they film it and they let you decide, no matter what the the event is. It could be far left, far right, something in between, something innocuous. It's yours to look at and come to your own conclusions. And that's where we get this cut from. When Mayor Adams immediately removed the 2,000 migrants from the tents, transferred them over to Madison High School, 
Everybody on this issue agrees that was a mistake. Whether you're a pro-immigrant coming here or you want the immigrants out, it doesn't matter. Both sides now agree that there's no reason that there should be tents in Floyd Bennett Field. The mayor was told that originally. You can't put tents in Floyd Bennett Field. It's a floodplain. Yep. Over and over he was told. But he was obstinate, pretentious, omnipotent. He thinks he knows it all. He knows nothing about nothing other than going to Turkey, collecting money from Erdogan and bringing the cash back, bringing the loot back like Biggie Small sang. Bring me the loot. Bring me the loot. But let's be very specific in terms of what is happening. I didn't just come to that press conference and say, Justin Ellick, as people assumed, take the tents down and send the migrants out. I didn't say send them back south of the border. Nope, nope, nope. I didn't say put them on the buses and send them to Papa Joe uh, Biden, uh, who invited them here originally when he was debating President Donald Trump for the last time before the election. No, I didn't say that. I've said in the past... Uh, that Eric Adams should block them at the Port Authority, turn around that bus, give them a nice box lunch, and send them right on down the New Jersey Turnpike through the Beltway to the Great National Mall between the Lincoln Memorial and the National uh, Washington Monument and put the tents up there. Papa Joe Chula wanted them. Giggles Harris, the vice president. <laughs> and Mayorkas, who's a real stunat. They all want them. They should house them there. But I didn't say that yesterday. Instead, I recognize that's not happening now. So as I was doing this press conference and talking to the good people of Bergen Beach, Marine Park, Mill Basin, and those that came across the Gail Hodges Bridge to join us from the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways, Naponsa, Bell Harbor, oh, that's uh, Sid's neighborhood, and, of course, Breezy Point. I looked uh, actually north up Flatbush Avenue, and all of a sudden, the bulb crystallized in my head. You know, sometimes, remember, you would see the comic, you would read a comic, and there'd be a bulb or a cartoon. You'd see the uh, General Electric light bulb go off like I had a thought. And I said, hey, they got the buses. That's how they took them to Madison High School. Why not just transport them up Flatbush Avenue all the way to, like, 7th Avenue, make a left, and then deposit them where? I've got the perfect place for them. 8th Avenue, 15th Street, the Armory, right in the middle of Park Slope. Councilwoman Hanifa, you're always saying you're there for the migrants. Prove it. Councilman Rensselaer, you always say you're there for the migrants. Prove it. You have an armory there that could house these migrants on 8th Avenue and 15th Street. Right? Makes sense. They want them. Councilwoman Socialist Hanifa, Councilman Rensselaer Socialist, the head of the Progressive Caucus. And right there in Park Slope, they put him in the army. That's a few blocks away from that Udiskratziada, Comrade Bill de Blasio. He's over on 7th Avenue, 11th Street. He's got two buildings there. 
he claims that he's living with Charlene. Yeah, right. They won't get divorced or separated because he knows we're coming after him for the one and a half billion dollars that both of those thieves took from a non-existent Thrive program supposed to help the emotionally disturbed. That's why they have this fake marriage that continues. Why Bill de Blasio is roaming around with black shoe polish in his hair. He came up here the other day, and Anthony Weiner, to his credit, confronted him. Oh, I'm going to tell that story. Don't worry about that. That was great. In fact, Anthony Weiner originally is from Park Slope. But I digress. So the point is, they want him. In Park Slope, they've had rallies for them. But where are they housing the migrants? They want to call them asylum seekers, undocumented aliens. I call them illegal aliens. Where are they housing them in Park Slope? Well, just as I did this morning on Sid Rosenberg, I broke news. I'm going to break that news again. Breaking news, WABC. As I learned and confirmed yesterday... From members of 1199, that's right, the Hospital Workers Union. By the way, Justin Ellick, I got a few guardian angels who work there (laughs) for 1199. I mean, it it might as well be a pink union, if you know what I mean. They're close to being communist, very left-wing. And they were confirming to me that there are 25 cases of patients housed in a special ward in Coney Island Hospital that have active tuberculosis, active tuberculosis. First off, that is serious stuff. And apparently they came from the tents and Floyd Bennett Field. All it would take is one person with active tuberculosis, one person. And uh, it would spread like wildfire, coughing. And once they start coughing, it spreads. I mean, it spreads in the air. You're in a tent. Everybody's going to be breathing in the germs of tuberculosis. Some are going to become affected. That's going to spread even more. I want to see the uh, hospitals corporation of the city of New York deny that if they start moving patients out right away to a different hospital that they set up a special tuberculosis ward, you'll know for sure. But we did put out a request And we have not heard back from them. Of course, they're scrambling right now. That's breaking news number one. Breaking news number two. Breaking news, WABC. Oh, boy. Uh, If, in fact, there is very bad weather next week, the Department of Education will be using a different high school to house the 2,000 illegal aliens under the tents at Floyd Bennett Field. It will not be Madison again. It caused them too much duress. So they figure, let's share the pain. I have learned from the dumbest organization ever, Department of Education, that it will be Lafayette We Are Here High School. Lafayette We Are Here High School. Let me just give you a list of some of the infamous, famous alumni who have come from the halls of Lafayette High School. Mark it down, Justin Ellick. Former owner of your team, Fred Wilponzi Wilpon. The great actor, Paul Sermino. Steve Sharippa, who's been a regular guest on the Sid Rosenberg Show. Sports columnist, Larry Merchant. The artist, Peter Max. The greatest Jewish athlete of all time, Sandy Koufax. Larry King. Oh, you remember him coming out of the bullpen. Remember John Franco, right? Lafayette High School, St. John's, went to play with Cincinnati. 
And then the Mets grew up right across the street. His father was a sanitation guy in the Marlboro Projects. The great singer, Vic Damone, the dynamic brother combination of Bob and Ken Aspromonte, great baseball players. One of them played for the old Houston Astros. And then the infamous, despicable, oh, my God, what a shanda, the pedophile on a pedestal, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, you're shocked, Justin Alec. Yeah, he went to Mark Twain Junior High School. He lived in Seagate. So you hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. Guess what? The next time there is a weather emergency and they got to move 2,000 illegal aliens out of the tent at Floyd Bennett Field, Lafayette High School, all you alumni, you should be the welcoming committee. Talking about this is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Beat the Mets, beat the Mets, come on out and beat the Mets. Bring your Although I really shouldn't have said that today. Hold on, let that song go, hold on. That was really bad of me. Let, let that song go. No, 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 no. let it go. Let it go, you Met fan, uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino and Justin Alec. That was wrong of me. With the passing of Bud Harrelson, he was not only feisty, I'll never forget that rumble right down at second base when Pete Rose came barreling in, spikes up, took out Bud Harrelson, and he came up swinging. Forgive me. Forgive me, Med fans. It was the wrong day to be disparaging. uh, Well, I'll disparage Mr. Med, who looks like he was using steroids uh, in his head to have a head that size. And uh, I know he's been cheating on Mrs. Met because you almost never see her around. You almost never see her around. But I digress. So today, Sid Rosenberg had on Ed Cranepool to reminisce about Bud Harrelson. Good choice. And Sid Rosenberg was waxing poetic. uh, And I even said to him, Sid, you're such a good friend of Ed Cranepool when he needed a kidney. Did you you take the blood test uh, to see if you were compatible? No, because I'm a Jew and he's a Gentile. What a weak excuse. But he did talk about how popular Ed Cranepool was and how he and Joseph uh, Tapioca head of uh, Poly Prep actually wore the number seven, not of Mickey Mantle, but of Ed Cranepool, the Met. Miracle Mets, 1969. Ed Cranepool is one of our favorites. Any Met fan, Brooklyn boy, myself, Joe Takapina, too. We've all got our number seven jerseys. Eddie was there from day one right through 1979, 18 years. Yeah, I respect Ed Cranepool. And I respect the Hebrew Hammer, Art Shamsky. I met them at the annual Third Avenue Festival in Brooklyn this past October. They were signing autographs. Those two great guys. I'll tell you this about Ed Cranepool. Uh, my uh, Uncle Steve was listening to the Met Games 1962 that first year. You know, Casey Stengel, Kill Hodges. I could go, almost go through the lineup. I, I'd be forced to listen. It was required when I was at Aunt Mary's house with Uncle Steve. He had been a Detroit Tiger fan. Now, how ironic. Who moved to New York, hated the Yankees, told, told me at one time, oh, you know, the youngest guy ever to play was Al Kaline. 
came out of Baltimore High School, started playing in the Major League Baseball right field for the Detroit Tigers. He was right. Al Kaline was great. What a great hitter. What a great fielder. What a great gun. But then all of a sudden he's listening. He's listening on the radio. I forget who it was, Lindsey Nelson, Bob Murphy, or Ralph Kine. I forget which one. And they were talking about it was late in the game against the Cubs, and they were getting crushed by the Cubs. It was about 9-2. And they took out Gil Hodges and replaced him. Defensive replacement was Ed Cranepool, who was just out of high school, free agent from James Monroe High School in the Bronx. The greatest ball player ever to come out of James Monroe in the Bronx was Hank Greenberg who's the greatest uh, Jewish uh, baseball player other than Sandy Koufax, that the Yankees wouldn't even draft and play in their farm system because he was a Jew when he was the Babe Ruth of his time. I call him the Jewish Babe Ruth. They wouldn't even let him break Babe Ruth's record. Pitchers would purposefully pitch away. But Eddie Cranepool played that day. My Uncle Steve was cursing. I remember the next day I was still there. He started. And you know the rest of that story. It was great. And years later, I watched him on Kinda's Corner. Kinda, you know, Ralph Kinda was always half in the bag. Whoever was the star of the game, whether winner or loser, was uh, on that. And what I mean by loser, uh, the team that the uh, Mets were going against, most times they were losing. And I listened to that interview with Ralph Kinda on Kinda's Corner, and, I mean, Cranepool just grew on you. So I was happy to get into the time machine this morning with Sid Rosenberg and to hear Ed Cranepool reminisce about Buddy Harrelson and the fact that he's left this baseball plane. 